Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for Spy Kids alumni. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. What? Tyler, what did... Oh, what? 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 Spy Kids not, alumni? Did you not spot the actor in this movie that's from Spy Kids? Are you... Are you even a the, Robert Rodriguez fan? If it, uh, the, well, the, the one, it's the one guy. The total narc. Just like, you know. Oh, I know. Cast your mind to the beginning and end of the movie. Brian Cranston. <laughs> okay, we remake Spy Kids. Oh, no. Okay, but Brian gotcha. Cranston is both the siblings. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's the little it's a little boy. Little spy boy. Kids, yeah. Who's married to some pop singer. Megan Trainer, I think, I wanna say. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Watch John Carter. <laughs> we watched John Carter. See, I was gonna move on past it, you know? And you were like, what? I needed to know. Now I'm just now I'm looking up who's this dude married to. It's your fault. You did this sure. to us. I think Bailey shared this fact with me like four different times. I'm pretty sure. Sounds like a bit of who's Martin Strong married to though. I don't know. You don't even know. It's an unknowable fact. Did oh, you, did you find your proof? Are I you found it. It's Megan Trainer. Yes, it is Megan Trainer. I don't know the name of the actor, but I know <laughs> that he's married to Megan Trainer, and he was in uh, Spike. His name is Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. He. I don't know why Daryl to me is like a strong name. Like if your name's Daryl. You're kind of bigger. You're built a little big. Is it from The Walking Dead? The littlest, littlest kid with the curliest hair. I'm like, oh no, your name's not Daryl. Like Daryl is not a child's name. Daryl is like end of his teenage years to his early forties. Like that's you can be eighteen, you can be forty, you can't be any younger or older than that if you're Daryl. What'd you find? It's just a picture of them. Tell me this does not look like like a we're going to prom photo or something like that. Like this is two children. No, it looks like they've been going to prom every day for the last 30 years. And that's their curse. <laughs> like, like, like we have to go to prom every day. We, you know, I didn't, didn't stop for a gypsy hitchhiker. She cursed us. They, they do. They look like two high schoolers. Yeah. They don't look like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are, they're married. Just so you know. Okay, so this is your thing. Yeah. <laughs> you chose this for us. Do you want to tell us the plot of John Carter? The plot of John Carter. <clears throat> Cody, I mean, you know, where to even begin with the plot of John Carter? It's uh, it's a dude who fought, he was a former cavalry captain, Civil War guy. What's his name? Nobody knows. It's John Carter. <laughs> and uh, I, let me tell you what I was hoping this movie was. Yeah. It started and I was like, ah, Jean Cartier. We're going to learn about the, the, the family that started the Cartier jewelry uh, dynasty, you know? Uh-huh. And then it was about this cavalryman. I was like, well, this is dumb. Yeah, it goes to like, Mars. This does if stuff. you just changed it from John Carter to Jean Cartier, then automatically this would be a Cody movie, you know? Uh huh. What if they went to Mars in that movie, though? Now it's yours. Now it's a Tyler yeah. movie. It's Tyler's trash. Cody, this this is based on one of the most classic sci-fi 
novels of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. You're saying you're not about it. Well, so now you're asking me about my opinion. All right. And, and you, here's look. All right. I'll just tell you my first impression of this movie. Yeah. Number one, it was bad. Number two, it was one of, <laughs> it was one of the rare times that I, we, we, I've seen a bad sci-fi movie. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, this could have been so good. <laughs> like the source material did shine through at moments where I'm like, oh, you know what? I actually want to read this book <laughs> because I feel like it would be very good. Like I've read at least five Robert A. Heinlein books. Like I'm about like the early, you know, the 20th century sci-fi. I'm yeah. about it. All right. There's a lot that I like. And I was just sad <laughs> the whole time. because I was like, this could have been so good. And I bet the book is really good. But it didn't it didn't deliver for me. So that's where I'm at. Which is pretty it doesn't happen often. This movie gave me um Jupiter Ascending vibes mm-hmm. and Mortal Engines vibes, which yeah. I'm sure are based on good books, because why would you make a movie out of a book that isn't good? But those two, I was like, these books sound dumb too. This one, I was like, actually, this book sounds pretty good. It's a bummer it didn't yeah. turn out better. What are your thoughts? Did what did you have more? What did you say at the very end of that? Thought? I said your thoughts. My thoughts. I don't want to hear your. Okay, I, I mean, I mean, I picked the movie. It's Tyler's Trash, which the whole basis of it is they're bad movies that I like. I, I mean, famously to anybody, all the twelve people that will ever listen to the previous episode, I was fully prepared to let you skip this movie to remove it from the list and just be like, nah, I wasn't excited about it. Watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm glad we did this one. Yeah. Because I was reminded that I do like this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good film. It's a, <laughs> it's an epic. It's like, you know, Star Wars, the upcoming Dune movie, all these things. Get out of the way. John Carter's here. Mm. But like all the movies, it's it's tragic that it's not as good as it could be, right? Yeah. You know, like all the trash movies, because like waste of a good source material. Like this guy who wrote this wrote the Princess of Mars and the Barsoom series. Is this um, the guy who wrote Tarzan? I think I might have saw that. Is it the guy? Some guy who wrote that? I thought I saw that somewhere. Um, I will. I'll look it up. But Tarzan wasn't a Rudyard Kipling one, right? Or is Tarzan Rudyard Kipling? It's hard. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Good. Oh, I don't know. Super don't know. Uh, the, this movie, this book was written by Edgar Rice Burroughs. What did he write? <laughs> well, I know he wrote The Princess on Mars. He wrote the Barsoom series, which the first of them is The Princess of Mars, which I started to read. It's so old now you can get it for free. Wow. It was written in 1912. Okay, cool. So he is what the like guys like Frank Herbert and Robert Heinlein, they grew up reading his books. So mm-hmm. you can see like yeah. how this book like influenced things like Dune, which then would go on to like influence like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is the he's kind of credited as like the guy who started. And this story is like one of the original 20th century sci fi things. Yeah. Like he was like, what if they were flying around in ships? 
and he's like they ride light like we ride waves and everybody's like did you came up with helicarriers a <laughs> hundred years before avengers yeah so is it's cool i have for the little bit of the book i've read and what i've heard the story of the book is a lot parts of it most of it people will like better but i think there are parts of it probably that people wouldn't like as much just because mm. it's old cheesy sci-fi right like i'm pretty sure john carter either isn't in the book at all or he's like just some doof in the background to be like the like the voice of the reader mm. like the dumb dude that's running around and the princess i think is the main character mm-hmm. but overall the movie itself i like it i think it's a fun popcorn movie i actually you watched it on disney plus like coward didn't you why because yeah. i own this movie i uh, bought yeah. it i paid money for it i was ready to go to your thingy but my roku destroyed all my channels for some reason and also i was like oh it's on disney plus i'm gonna watch it on disney plus but now i know that's not always the right thing to do because of the star wars debacle we ran into where they changed stuff they yeah added stuff in yeah yeah well you would be wrong this is not a good movie you're it right did, it did it's have fantastic. a lot of <laughs> it did have a lot of potential and my goodness i want to i just kind of want to rush through my movie notes because this is one of the movies where i read all the trivia for i was like what happened <laughs> so i like read it all and it is fast like the, the production of this movie is fascinating and i have so much to talk about there i'll be glad because i have some theories about the production that i'll be interested if you found anything on oh so. i found a lot i oh yeah i well, oh we're gonna get into it let's get on our like light skiff i think is what they're called our little yeah. scooter sure rides the and let's ride the light cody <laughs> okay into spoiler town okay usa we're in spoiler town this movie starts on mars and it kind of there's a battle and we're like here you know kind of foreshadowed here's gonna be the bad guy blah 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 right probably at least that's my first note so yeah. <laughs> whatever um <clears throat> anytime there's a moving city it's a bad sign for your movie what it's just true it's mm-hmm. mortal it's the curse of the mortal engines okay i saw the moving city and i was like oh no here we go here we go we 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 lost a lot of friends that day at watching Mortal Engines, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, but that was we were insufferable. That was one of the best times I've ever had watching movie. <laughs> That's the same crew that made me watch Jupiter Descending as well. So I, at some point, I thought they'd learned their lesson. <laughs> they never did. Haven't you and I watched Jupiter Ascending together twice because of them? No, I've only seen Jupiter Ascending once. Oh, I've seen it two or three times because of them. I think so bad it's not good it's one of those movies i think i think they realized it wasn't as good as they thought because (laughs) my reaction to some of the things you know sometimes you just sit and enjoy something it's like okay i can go and watch an indie movie and appreciate for what it is but if i'm watching with someone else i'm always nervous i'm like oh crap they're gonna hate this and then i'm I'm thinking about their reaction to what they're watching you know so i enjoy it less and I feel like that's who I am for people that like these kind of movies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I That time we watched it together, because I remember when they were picking the movie, and they're like, Jupiter Ascendant. And I was like, don't. You were in the kitchen, and I was like, don't. Cody will be insufferable the entire movie. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's fine. He can get over it. I was like, he won't. <laughs> and I was like, just thinking to myself, I was like, he's going to be the worst, and I'm going to join in. <laughs> I'm not going to make it better. <laughs> 
<laughs> and um, it was so bad. Yeah. I don't remember anything. I don't remember watching the movie. I just remember looking at you a lot. I remember one thing what? about watching that movie, and that is if you watch Jupiter Ascending with surround sound, there's like this scene where the dude's in like a floating orb of like ladies. There's like a weird orgy thing. And the surround sound is just like moaning in 360 yeah. degrees all around you. And I was like, this is the worst thing I ever sat down for. I oh. couldn't handle it. And no one ever knows what I'm talking about because nobody watched has seen Jupiter sending <laughs> no in my living room with a speaker right behind your head. <laughs> so anyway, oh. so this movie starts on Mars and it's like yeah. the dude and there's obviously some sort of alien guys like, look, here, I'm going to give you the super advanced whatever weapon and you'll rule. And he's like. Mark Strong is like, you will rule all of Bassoon. Barsoom. Barsoom. But I said, Bassoon is the instrument, right? Because I couldn't get that out of my head the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, a bassoon. bassoon. Is... <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, here is your bassoon. Like, that's all I thought every time they said it. I was like, oh, here we go. But it's not. It's their name for Mars. Uh, so that's fine. That's the foreshadowing. Great. Then we skip forward to Earth. There's a little spider up there. I don't know if you freak out about spiders, but oh. now you know it's there. What do am I? Do you want me to do with the spider? What do you I don't need to you do? to do anything. It's by you. It's your prerogative. If you need to pause and get it, or need me to get it, I can get it. Cody, I want I want you to get the spider. All right. All right. Ready? Yeah. I didn't. I just want to see you be strong for me. Also, I just muted your mic. I didn't pause it to see it now. How do you feel now, murderer? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I appreciate all of God's creatures. <laughs> but what I cannot stand for is intruders. <laughs> <laughs> I will, but I will not. That is my policy. I'm okay. not harbor criminals. <laughs> I won't, I won't scoosh a spider in the wild unless it's in my tent. Or if it's in my house, same rule, all right? That's how it goes. Yeah. I usually let them go because they eat all the mosquitoes. <laughs> like, well, like that, that. Would, that would be fine, but I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the spider scoosher, and I've accepted and embraced that role. As you can see, I'm very good at it. Yeah. I, uh, my wife usually tells me not to scoosh them. But if it's a big one that'll bite you, right? Those those ones they don't live. Here's what we have in our house every so often. I don't know how they get in. Stink bugs. Really? Yeah, biggins too, like the size of your thumbnail. What's that about? Is it your new place? Yeah. They're just gonna be. They'll just be walking across the ceiling every so often. Here's what you need: an iguana. Ah, <gasps> don't. <laughs> Don't be like my wife. No pets, Cody. None. No. We have we have two baby Yoda dolls, and that's enough. <laughs> All right. It's as much time as you have to. Yes. <laughs> I got her a, a remote control little guy with the wrist control thing for Mother's Day. Oh. So that she has her little baby now. Mm -hmm. And you can set it to follow you around. Oh, that's fun. It is fun. <laughs> you do hide and seek. Press the button. He turns around, counts to 10, you go high, and he comes and finds you. Oh, that's fun. It's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so <laughs> Daryl from Spy Kids is in this movie. Yes. And uh, what we're, he, his, 
uncle's lawyers like, hey, thanks for coming. You were left in the will. Here's all the stuff your uncle left you. You were close, right? He was like, kind of? <laughs> no? And that's fine. So it's sort of like a mystery. You're like, who's this dude's whatever? Then how do we get to John Carter? How do we get from there to John Carter? He finds it's like oh, a, it's like his diary or something, yeah, his journal. He gives okay. him his journal that he wrote note he First wrote off, for him. Spy Kids kid, his acting, I don't think has improved much from the Spy Kids movie. I was kind of just like, I don't, I don't buy that you're not Daryl from Spy Kids. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Here's what I'll say in to rebut that. All, all right, you right. you know what? To be good in this movie, you really just got to beat out Taylor. Is that John Carter? Yeah. Who somehow had a very successful career in the early 2000s, 2010s. Nominated three times for like Hottie of the Year in the Teen <laughs> Choice Awards. Oh, yeah. That's the fact what I found that you didn't. What was he in? Oh. <laughs> was that, it's like TV, right? In the In the... He was in TV. Yeah. What was he? I'm trying to think because there's a movie that he's in that's uh, he was in oh. X-Men Origins. Oh, he was a he's in X-Men Origins. And so is the princess is from X-Men Origins, too. She has a small role in it. Yeah, they're both in X-Men Origins. It's kind of blew my mind. But yeah. And then it's uh, recently he was in the 21 Bridges. Oh, and yeah. He was an American assassin, which. <clears throat> I get, you know. Yeah. Was a movie that scored about the same as this one. It was like a, I don't know, it was all right. Kind yeah. Of movie. Yeah. So we're learning about John Carter because Daryl from Spike Kids is reading his journal. John Carter's like off going about trying to find gold, right? Yeah. He, here's the thing about this guy, John Carter. He's putting on a Batman voice, right? Nope. It was driving me crazy because I'm like, this is not your real voice. And you know what? Later in the movie, he doesn't speak. as He starts very gravelly. He's like, my name's John Carter. Oh. And, and just, that's yeah. like the okay. beginning. And then towards the middle, you're like, you're not even talking like that at all. And so it kind of drove me crazy. I was like, I can't take you seriously because you don't look... <laughs> Like you speak like John Carter. Like that's not your speaking voice. Yeah. Right? It's driving me crazy. You know who they should have had to play this role? Who? No. You know who? Daryl from Spy Kids. No. We need a Southern. We need a we need a guy Timothy who's Oliphant. No, we need a guy who we know can play a former Confederate cavalry captain who's the perfect person. That's right. The guy who plays Jasper in Twilight. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got a very inconsistent accent <laughs> and we'd love him. Get, you know who actually was in contention or was in was considered for the role? Timothy Oliphant. Oh. Because oh, you said the name. That would have been great. John Hamm. I don't know how you feel about John Hamm. I like him. I'm a fan of the Hamm. Yeah. I think he would have been good in it. I don't know. I. I don't... I can't decide if I want to, if, but here's the problem. I want to get into the production details. Okay. But if I start, then I won't finish. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I should pepper him. I can't do it. I think we need to get through the movie and okay. then talk about the production. Okay? okay. Are you with me? Yeah. Take my hand. Or at least pretend. Yes. Here we go. All right. We're, we're here. 
So John Carter's running about. I he gets captured by the military. And the military's like, look, we need you to help us. We're fighting the Native Americans. They don't whatever. And uh, Brian Cranston's like, please help. And uh, John Carter's like, nope, I'm gonna escape. And they're like, okay, we got you. Push you back down. Like, here's the thing. Here's what I know about. He goes to escape again. <laughs> Which everybody. <laughs> I jumps through a window at one point. He like beats everyone up at one point. I did like the that like whole thing of him yeah. constantly. Like, All right. Was, <laughs> yeah. It's like by the end he's got like the bloody nose. Like it's <laughs> a napkin on his nose. He's like, All right. <laughs> They like throw him in a cell and yeah. like, now we're got you. we got yeah. you now. John Carter's like, I already served my country. I don't want to help you, blah, blah, blah. And he's but, like, I already served my country. You know, that's how he talks. Yeah. But did you get the, it's a very, I feel like a big part of it is that he was a Confederate cavalry captain. Oh, okay. That this is post-Civil War, obviously. So they're kind of picking on him. But not so much picking on him. It's just like, you know, I don't know if you're aware. The South lost the what? Civil War. The According Confederate States of America lost. How come they have so many statues then? Explain they, that. They got, they got less <laughs> statues now than they did last year, tell you that. Uh, <laughs> but so they, you know, uh, but they lost and a lot of, uh, a lot of people died. Mm. And his wife and child were one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, t- technically two people, but one entity. Yeah. So they, they put him in a jail cell. And then, like, after a little bit, they're like, wake up the general, like, uh, he's gone, he's got your horse. Donald <laughs> <laughs> Carter's escaped, he's riding away. And um, two problems with this. Number one, Native Americans come, and there's, like, a confrontation. They did, like, is it an offensive, like, classic Native American whoop? The whoop, the whooping, the yell, you know? Yeah. Is that offensive, would you say, as a white man? <laughs> as a white man? I thought the... <laughs> I thought the whooping was something the Apache did, but not. It's the how is the thing that none of them ever right. did. Okay. I just wasn't sure. I just, it brought in, it conjured my mind. I was like, well, this is just a stereotype. But it's also like, you know. A lot of those stereotypes were Apache stuff, I think. Okay. And they do specify they were Apaches, right? Yeah. So that's the first problem. The second problem is he's riding away and they're like, General, he's got your horse. And then they catch up to him immediately. I was like, isn't, yeah. didn't he have like a big head start? And he had a huge head start. Didn't he take like arguably the best horse if it's the generals? Like, yeah, they caught right up. <laughs> they must oh, have yeah. noticed right away that he's got like, what is this? He was going slow. He wanted, he wanted to bait them into. Yeah. And <clears throat> so John Carter has a chance to escape because there's the confrontation with the Apaches. And, uh, you know, of course, one of the soldiers lets a bullet fly before he was, anyone was fighting and so that caused the whole scuffle yeah. and instead of riding away john carter's like oh brian cranston he's in trouble i gotta say brian cranston let everyone else and this die. is this is my problem with john carter <laughs> you know how every here like you know classic heroes they have some sort of tragic flaw you know mm-hmm. something where it's like oh you're a great hero but you know <clears> here's <throat> your problem you know just like the iliad or whatever there's examples his problem john carter's problem is he doesn't care about anybody but he will risk his life to save anybody he's <laughs> like, like i don't care about anyone i'm just gonna save myself and then two minutes later he's like random person's in trouble all right i'll just get involved <laughs> that happens so many times in the movie. like oh, John Carter, either you don't want to be involved but you keep involving yourself you know yeah it's too much 
So anyway. he's an anti-hero. He doesn't want to be the hero. No, he's, he's, he's against heroes. He's thrust into the hero role. Mm. He won't fight for anybody, but he'll fight for everybody. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's is such a such a weird quirk to have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's fine. They, you know, he and Brian Cranston are away, and they go to a cave, and then they're in the cave, and there's like a random dude in a robe in the cave, and then he shoots the dude in the robe, and then he drops a thing, and boom, we're in Mars now. We don't. He doesn't know where, but he's in Mars. He gets yeah. transported. So now we're in Mars. And Barsoom. Barsoom. <clears throat> they went into the cave. Who went into the cave? Someone goes in the cave and he lights a match. Yeah. And then the match is burning for like way a too long. Minute. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I've lit a match before. Even like a good match. You got like 10, 15, 20 seconds. But this is an old match, Cody. Oh, yeah. This is an 1800s match. Um, Here's the thing about this book, right? Think about this, right? This takes place in like 1880 something. Right? Isn't that what the time stamp? Sure. Towards Sounds the about says? right. The guy wrote the book in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking about this like, oh, it's a book about so long ago. When he wrote it, it was fairly recent. It's like. It's like if I wrote a book about the 80s now. Yeah. Yeah. Well. The 90s. Yeah. 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 Probably yeah. The closer to the 90s, I yeah. bet. Yeah. 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 The 90s were like t- 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> Sure, sounds about right. Sounds right to me. <laughs> sounds right to a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah. So he's in Mars now, and let me tell you, now he cannot walk. And I <laughs> thought it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing because okay, we've all seen moon things. We've seen <clears throat> people on moons, and you know you bounce and you float. This guy, he. I could not figure out why he was struggling to walk so much. Because it wasn't just like, oh, I'm floating too much or I'm too heavy. He was just like, he would start going up and then he would like flop. It was amazing. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. But then he's like, oh, I can't walk, but I can jump 800 feet. So that's cool. Why was it so hard for him to walk? And why was he walking like he was? Because he was trying to run. And that those powerful Thick legs were just launching. The physics were everywhere. <laughs> it's too much. You enjoyed it though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So he 100%. gets what? He gets into a scuffle with is it an animal first or is it the Thark versity encounters? Gets into a little scuffle, drops his medallion, leaves his medallion. I was like, bro, you just encountered an alien dude and you were transported somewhere else while holding. The one thing you got to do is hold the medallion. He just leaves it. Yeah. He's not a cute. He's not grabbing treasure at all. All right. It's like this guy is terrible at questing. Yeah, he is. I would agree. He encounters the Thark, which are aliens. Yeah. Martians, I suppose. Yeah. Barsoomians. Barsoomians. Yeah. Barsamoids. Barcelonans. Yes. (laughs) They have four arms and they're tall and they're green. And here was maybe my third favorite thing about this movie. Willem Dafoe is the voice actor for the main Thark guy. He crosses his arms with one set of his arms. The second set 
puts his hands on his hips and it made me so happy i was like yeah. this oh if only if there's one thing change with a human race it would be that i could cross my arms and do my hands on the hips at the same time oh, yeah. oh, i was so jealous i've never been so jealous before while watching a movie it was so good so let's see uh the thark are like sweet this dude can do some stuff let's let's take him captive do something with him later They have their hatchlings, and so everybody gets a hatchling, and I think they assign John Carter to be whoever's hatchling, so that's yeah. fine. Which, So I will say that I was just like scanning through the plot synopsis, right, of the book, and it seems like the book takes a much more how you would kind of expect it to take, where he's like, he goes there, he's like, what's happening kind of falls in with these people, gets adopted by them, yeah. rises in the ranks of their society, and then you introduce all of the other Martian stuff. Yeah. Which I feel like would have made the story better somehow. <laughs> had he had like a oh. whole thing with them, this other stuff was happening over there, and then he got sucked into that after it was established. But he's like, okay, I get the rules. I highly agree with that. Um, I think there are a lot of differences in the plot. Like I think one of the things I read, I don't know how true it is, but I think in the book, they only like hint at the sort of the other alien species that's sort of interfering and giving the weapons to the dude. Yeah. But that's what I read is like that sort of hinted at, but I think that develops later in the series. Whereas yeah. in this, they're like, oh no, that's a main driving force of the story. And I was like, oh, that makes it so much more complicated because now you've got to have a human a human species on mars but there's two sort of factions that are like separate kingdoms or tribes or whatever mm -hmm. and you have the thark and there's just there's one too many pieces going on the kid from spy kids is in here somewhere <laughs> all over the place so i did think that was one thing i was like oh that would have made this a lot more yeah it is simple it suffers from because did you see how many books are in the series the barsoom series no it's 11 books. Oh my goodness. In the series. Okay. So it suffers from, well, we got to explain all this stuff. You know, it'd be like if you told someone to make, take all of Star Wars, we're going to take it, we're going to throw it in the trash, make the first Star Wars movie. And they're like, well, there's so much stuff. Yeah. Versus just like from nothing, make the first Star Wars movie. Don't explain anything because everybody will get it eventually. Yeah. And I do think this movie had like aspirations of a trilogy or a series. And so that's what they were kind of trying to well, set up a lot of it so that when this does really well in the box office, yeah. <laughs> that we can do some sequels to it. So that was, know, yeah. did you look and see how it did in the box office? I know it was bad. I, I think I saw the budget was somewhere around 250 million. It was it says 306 gross, 360 net for the budget. So you can assume it yeah. got some kind of something to make up that difference yeah and then his box office box office do you want to hazard a guess the net budget was 263.7 million dollars what was the box office like 400 284 that's so rough like one million that's so rough it's a disney movie that's crazy 
Well, the yeah. same thing kind of happened with the Lone Ranger too, right? Where it was like, let's do a huge budget. Everyone's going to love this. I think so. And Lone it, Ranger was a pretty big flop too. Yeah, maybe made some money. Maybe broke even. Yeah. But not. Wow. But yeah, nothing. Okay. Yeah. So we're with John Carter. There's all the alien babies who were like cuddling on him, which was fun. And then there's a space pit bull yes. hanging out there. Which I would probably say is my favorite part of the movie. Yes, is the alien dog thing. It looks like a pit bull. It made me very happy. And it's thing, it's a chunky, stocky boy that runs very fast. So fast. And so well. What I didn't understand is like he's jumping around. And then at one point they're like, oh, this is the dog guy. He'll follow you anywhere. When when did he be- when did they bond and why? Well, here's what I think you're supposed to have picked up on this but it's not well, well done right is that he was one of the hatchlings mm. and this is the like the nana dog okay to protect the hatchlings okay okay and then it saw him and it's like screw the rest of these things <laughs> okay all right fair enough and what I, one thing i didn't understand okay so the, the physics of his strength yeah because the beginning is like, I can't walk at all. I can jump. And then he's like, okay, now I got the walking thing down. No problem. I can also jump a lot. Okay. But he can also break chains. And that didn't make sense to me. Like, wouldn't I understand that the gravity might be different? What I didn't understand is why he would be strong enough to break metal. Furthermore, later in the movie, he's not able to break chains as much. And sometimes he can kick a dude like Wonder Woman, kick a dude across the room. And then other times he's like, all right, then let me sword fight you. And it's like we're just normal dudes fighting. Yeah. So is he a superhero or not? Or is he just like Super Mario? He can jump good. I think his strength comes from... he can break chains sometimes. His His whole thing is the... Because you got to remember, like, the books, his strength in the books is based on their understanding in early 1900s of Mars. Right. And they're like, okay, gravity would be less intense on Mars. But how much? (laughs) Because Mars isn't, is Mars the closest in size to Earth? Or is that Jupiter? Jupiter's a lot bigger. Jupiter's bigger. Way bigger, Is it Venus that's closest to Earth then? I think Venus is, yeah. Okay, so Venus is really similar to Earth. Mars... Is Mars is one third the the mass. I think it's close in size, it's less dense though. Okay, okay, because gravity is based on mass, not just yeah. size, right? Yeah. So gravity okay. on Mars is about roughly one third. It is on Earth, and the Moon is one sixth of Earth, or one yes. fifth, or something. Okay. Yeah. So he would he would be less bouncy than the Moon, but still. Yeah, so I mean, in reality, like, if you went to Mars, you can jump. Like, there, I actually just saw, not too long ago, like a a graph, or like a graphic. Someone had made, like, an animation of how high you could jump on each planet. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it'd be like the Earth, it was like a couple feet, the dude jumping. And then on Mars, it was like six or seven feet like you could probably jump two or three times as high all right but it's not like you could jump over a mountain you could just kind of like but back then they were like you could you could do anything with yeah. this much strength 
sci-fi is more fun when you treat it more like a fantasy thing yeah but i mean so with the him bringing change the whole thing like if you were if i were to tell you make a chain to hold a baby <laughs> stop <laughs> but they and then put it <laughs> no put it on a human or put it on a human <laughs> put it on an adult like a very strong adult that's strong you know then try to try to chain the rock up with your baby chain uh-huh. he could break the chain but it right. would be perfectly sufficient to hold even the strongest baby. <laughs> All right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because it does seem like later they're like, all right, we got to treat this guy like one of the giant monsters we have to chain up sometimes. Yeah. So we're like, they're like driving stakes into giant. Here's the thing that kills me about chains later on when he's like trying to pull the chain out of the rock. Yeah. It's very clear that he could just undo the loop we saw that too we were like hold up hold up <laughs> this has bugged me every time i've watched this movie and i can't get over it because it's so oh, like man and then he's just like puts it into the ground and steps on it and then the chain just disintegrates and it's gone and he's free of it and i'm like what oh, happened there goodness what happened so yes oh. yes all right the chains are inconsistent okay so John Carter's with the Martians, tries to escape. They're like, no, nah, we gotcha. You're one of we want you to be like our dude. And they're fighting over him, whatever. And then there's a ship in the sky. And it's like, oh, there's like a ship battle. The humans are fighting. And then there's a princess lady. Really, from John Carter's perspective, there's just a lady who's about to fall off the ship. John Carter's like, time to spring into action. Gotta save her. So he jumps real high, catches her, saves her. And immediately becomes whipped. And I was upset about this. <laughs> Once again, it's the same thing where he's like, I don't care about anybody. I just want to be free. And he's like, who are you? A random a random person I'm supposed to care about? All right. I'm doing whatever. Now, whatever you're doing is what I'm doing. And that's what happens. I didn't like it. But because you loved even, it. Even Willem Dafoe, who's a Thark, is like, Oh, what about her? She's got it. You're here to save her or something. He's like, all right, whatever, <laughs> whatever to get the story moving along. That's fine. So, yeah, there you go. I don't know. I don't know. My next note means so it's fine. So. Do they go on a quest? They decide to go on a quest then. Yeah. <laughs> to find something. So they defile a temple. Oh, yeah, because then... oh, they sneak out and they've got the person's. Supposed to be minding them, the Thark Lady. Yeah. And so they go to the temple and are like, oh, sweet, that amulet thing you got, it's one of these. There's these alien dudes. Yeah. All right. Figure it out from there. <laughs> okay, my next scene notes are this. Taylor Kitsch never made it out of this movie, <laughs> like his career, oh, career-wise. Yeah. And then you? my next note is Lynn Collins. She plays the, the princess never made it out of this movie like they both like they're both in x-men origins they're both in this and that's kind of like the high in their careers oh then. i i i take offense that this is john carter's or not john carter taylor high point all right what, what is it oh there's a high point there's another high point all right tell me about it but see the the other the one that i'm gonna call the high point first off came out the same year just like another movie this guy was in. Three movies in one year. What? Um, but it's on the list. It's on the machine. It's in the machine. Oh my gosh. Do you do you want to know the movies in the machine? I, I don't know. Should I? It's Battleship. Oh my 
battleships in the machine. You know it is. Cody, they throw pigs at him, okay? <laughs> they think that's not going to be the machine. Rihanna is in that movie. Her first and last movie. Oh. As far as I know. She's in Ocean's 8. She's in that one movie that Childish Gambino did. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Fine. Let me, okay, fine. I don't, I don't, okay, we have, this is production stuff, so we're not going to talk about it till later, but I'm putting a little, a little star by it. Yeah. Okay, we're talking, yeah, so they're going on their journey, or their adventure, I don't know, basically, John Carter's like, alright, lady, I'm whipped, so I'll help you with your thing. <laughs> and she's like, if the city, what's her city's name? Helios. If Helios falls... All of Mars falls. Oh, how dare you? All, All of Barsoom falls. Which I didn't understand the logic of that. Because there's only the two cities left, Cody. Oh, but what about the Thark? Nobody cares about the Thark. They're basically Indians. Nobody cares about them. <laughs> they just say the planet's dying. Like, oh, Mars is in a dead planet, but it is dying because of whatever. But I guess, other, I guess the whole city. thing hinges on, I don't know, whatever. I guess I just didn't understand why, like, if Helios gets taken over, don't do it. What are you looking at? Just the just the fact. I'm sure you have the facts about the director. No, I that was my no. I'm I'm circling back to it. Okay. So don't. I'll let you do you it. Get out of there. You, it's not time. I'm trying yet. to find the name of the other city because I don't remember it to save my life. All right. That doesn't matter. It's on Barsoom. That's all that matters. So here's what. Okay. Oh, don't go down the hole. I want to. I'm in. The, I'm in I want to take you down the. Hole. I'm. I'm in the plot stuff now. I got you're fine now. There's no worry about it. So anyway, John Carter's job is to be with the princess and to save Mars. When did they kiss? It's like way too soon. Wasn't it after they did the River Is thing? Yeah, it must be. So they did the River Is thing, and they're in the map. Here's what I didn't thing. like. John Carter's like, hey, Thark lady, who like is getting branded and beat up all the time because everyone hates her. Yeah. She's the worst. It's like, your dad sent us or something. Basically, think about the Thark is no one has any parents. It's all just a scramble because the it's just, they're just a tribe. You know, yeah. they're all. And then she's like, oh, that's your dad. Wilman Defoe is your dad. And she's like, bah, all right, I'll do whatever you want. Like, what is that? John Carter just pops up and is like, I can tell you two are related. And they, he's got a father's intuition. I also, I think dumb. she's like, oh, it is played like, oh, how I didn't know. It moved her but, so much. But why? But he's at the same a time, stranger. He's an absolute stranger. But also she he said like. He's like, how do you. John Carter's like this. She's your daughter, isn't he? Isn't she? And he's like. Who told you? You know, grumble, grumble, right? Yeah. That he's like, her mother kept her egg. So they, him and his mate, spouse, wife, life partner, raised this bean from the egg. So she is, has to be at least somewhat aware that that's her father. That's not how the Thark do it. It's not right? how the Thark do it, but that's how they did it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It didn't make any... I didn't understand the. It was like an appeal to emotion that shouldn't have been there. It's fine, whatever. All right, so they go to the map room and they learn about like, I think they finally realize like, oh, we're on Mars. I'm from Earth. 
get it. Like, okay, cool, got oh, it. Oh, they do that before though with the rocks. Whatever. Oh yeah. So that they're, happened. They're counting. Also, nine planets. This is scientifically inaccurate. Love it. I love it. There will come a day. It, when, Pluto will make a return. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody's like, what about this ghost planet that's bigger? If I can't see it, it doesn't count. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. That's the way plants work. If there's a planet five feet from me, but I can't see it, that don't count as a planet, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> I look that's down, science. I can't see the Earth from here. Yeah. So the Earth does not exist right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> I. Yeah, there's a fight. I don't know. Whatever. He's got to defend everybody. There's a metal sword that makes a slapping sound. Oh, John Carter's like, all right, you know, Mark Strong's alien character gets another horde of Tharks to come and chase after him. Yeah. So John Carter's like, I'm going to stay behind. You guys go ahead. I'll fight him off. I'll, I'll buy you time. He like slaps, he uses a sword. The flat of the sword. Slap. It just. It didn't make the right sound. That's what I'm saying. It does. Because it is very It makes like a wet fish sound. (laughs) There's the difference between the slapping like with a hand versus with a metal flat thing. One's much like higher pitch, sharper sound. (laughs) Which is fine. One part of this movie I did like, I did think the montage hit with connected with me. Oh, yeah. That was was like, so he's fighting off the Thark. But you're, it's cut flashback to him trying to fight for his family or yeah. before his family dies or as it's him going back and like burying his yeah, wife and everything. Yeah, I thought that was that's cool. cut, which I was like, oh, that part really worked. Yeah, you could see I was one of those things. You're like, oh, this is really smart. Good filmmaking. I'm not going to lie. I'm so happy we agree on this part because this, this is without a doubt, hands down, the best scene of the movie. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It really it really did work. Um. So he buys them the time. He gets captured by whatever the bad country, tribe, village, city is named. Oh, and their whole thing is that he, the leader of the bad guys, is trying to marry the princess from Helios to unite them. Yeah. And she doesn't want to do it. Yeah. So that's classic, fine. classic uh, stories. You know, cla- no, Cody, not whatever. Classic. Here's my problem. Yeah. John Carter's captured. He's like, I'm whipped. I got to save the princess. No. What are you looking at? Is it, Don't do it's, it. It's like well, everything I read, it's which it, it maybe it's helium is the name of the city. Yeah. City? That sounds about right. Helium. So. Yeah. Let's pause. Let's re-record everything. <laughs> let's get a few clean heliums in there. Helium. You know I'm not going to do it. <laughs> You're not going to cut out me saying helium and paste it over the other ones? No. Oh. I didn't do it with Apocalypse Now. I'm definitely not. Oh, I know you did it. I let you say so many racial slurs <laughs> instead of editing it because I just gave up. Uh, okay. Here's my problem. Tell me your problem. John Carter's captive. He's like, ah, I got to save lady. And then a dude comes in. And it's like, I'm here to look at the prisoner, blah, blah, blah. Here's what actually happens. The dude that comes in is like, John Carter, here, take me hostage. We're going to make a scene. I'll help you escape. That's what he's trying to do. In my mind, this dude looks exactly like the villain, like the leader of the bad guys. 
Oh. In my mind, they're identical. Like they're both tan dudes <laughs> with like kind of short curly brown hair, very similar costumes. And so I'm like, why is this guy in here? Like, shouldn't he be able to walk right through his guard? It's his prisoner anyway. And I didn't realize until like after the scene, I was like, oh, this is a different dude who looks exactly the same. I was like, you've got to, every human in this movie looks the same too, except for like the dad and the princess. I'm like, I can pick you out of a crowd. Everybody else, I'm like, your costumes, your tan, your hair, you all look the same to me. I couldn't distinct, like, distinguish anybody from anyone. It's driving me crazy. Like, this, is, this is too much. <laughs> I can't I, do it. I see. I know I could recognize that guy really well now because um, he's the he's one of. I guess I'll say major characters in the first season of Altered Carbon, the Netflix okay. show that I yeah. like so much uh-huh. that I was like, oh, yeah. I like, Fair enough. I like this guy. I think I like him a lot better than Alter Carbon as like a villain type character. Well, he looks just like the villain in this movie, so. But he's not? a much better actor. Yeah. Yeah, for guy. sure. For sure. I get that. So let's see. John Carter leaps to where the princess is. Oh, I found another name of the city Zadanga. <laughs> no. Helium and Zadanga. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> helium <laughs> if you told me those names can be any more different what is that because helium is what will kill you more i'm pretty sure helium is supposed to be like a reference to the sun not the element helium all right right so but you're like all right so what's the other city gonna be is it gonna be like lunestra or something yeah, dumb right yeah like oh it's the city of the sun city of the moon or is it gonna be like kind of sound like another element and he's like hmm <laughs> what about zodanga i like that that's the other name of the town yeah no they don't they don't quite connect do they all right well that's fine so john carter jumps all the way to what's her name's room and he's like i'm here and she's like oh i want it so bad and he's like but also she's like He's like, oh, you look beautiful. And she's like, it's a bit, what'd she say? It's a bit vulgar for my taste. Right, yeah. I'm like, there's more clothes than you've worn the entire <laughs> movie so far. Uh, I thought, well, so what's the settlement? Is John Carr's like, you're not just going to go back to Earth? Or is that what he says to her? Because the bad guy's coming. Yeah. I don't remember the agreement they reached, but he's just like, there's right, no agreement. You got like, to just marry the dude, I guess, or whatever. I think oh because uh, she's oh she's gonna cast the spell or whatever that yeah. with amulet so he can just go home yeah that was what she's gonna do but then he doesn't finish the spell but she doesn't know that yeah right? he jumps so she's like all right like the i guess i'll marry i guess i'll marry the dude okay basically he's the hulk yeah because that's the hulk's thing is he jumps no, so far so good yeah so yeah so he gets down he's like all right now i can do stuff and then Mark Strong rolls up and his whole thing is he can disguise himself as anybody. Mm-hmm. So he's taken him prisoner and is like, does the thing where he explains the entire plot of everything he's trying to do, which is, I'm just like, why is he telling him everything? Yeah, but this is, you know, on Mars. 
<laughs> I was going to say about the book, but I was like, I don't know if he does it in the book because he's not in the first book. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my thing. Is like if you just if you just made it like, oh, two warning cities, a princess, and then there's the Thark and John Carter, you know, it's so much simpler and cleaner. Like, yeah. I feel like you can really track it. And you really do complicate it by being like, all right, Mark Strong is actually uh, the puppeteer behind everything. And we got he's a prominent part of yeah. moving the plot around. It's almost like the guy wrote it. The guy who wrote it wrote it as uh, an allegory for the Civil War and the Native Americans mm. as three sides of one larger conflict. Oh, um, is that how Wait, Is that really what he wrote? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's supposed to be like the two warring factions like it's a civil they even call it a civil war to decide to take a side or whatever yeah interesting because he was a confederate guy now he's got to try to get on the right side of history yeah or something you mean he already was on the right (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) cody wasn't about that oh yeah 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 yeah. it was about tea taxes right (laughs) the south was taxing the north for tea yes yeah Exactly. That's what's up. That's what was happening. I know history. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Marshawn tells him the whole thing. Yada, yada, yada. John Carter's back with the Thark. I don't remember why. <laughs> John Carter goes back with the Thark. Does he go to appeal to the Thark? Yes, but to then, get their help. But then Willem Dafoe's not the leader anymore. He's been deposed by the other dude. Yeah, by the one, one horn. One. Yeah. The chin, he's got one chin horn. He's got one, well, he's, well one of his horns. One tusk. Off. I guess a tusk is a better name. Than but they chin. do call him one horn. Let's call Don't it they? a chin horn. Okay. There's, there's no longer tusks. Okay. <laughs> Elephants have two chin horns on either side. Yes. Okay. I like that. Yeah. But yeah. So he, he gets, so he gets yeah. thrown in jail. Willem Dafoe is in jail. And uh, he's like, Don't worry. I did all the good stuff. Willem Dafoe's like, You did what? <laughs> I'm going to murder you. So anyway, they're in a Star Wars Episode Two style death pit yeah. to the death, which is cool, whatever. And here's the best part of that. You got the daughter Thark lady, and you got the mean lady who's always mean to her. And they're in there in the fight. And the fight, I was like, whatever, this is going to be fine. But then the Thark daughter lady knocks herself and the mean lady into the pit and i was like here we go now we're doing now we're going now we're cooking okay i was like that's the way to do it okay if you're gonna get vengeance on somebody boom throw them in the giant white ape pit yeah i did like that they were always referenced like is he like a white ape what is this dude you know whatever and then later they're actually like oh anyway here's a white ape (laughs) i was like oh hey that's cool i like that he got to fight the white apes here's my problem with the scene though so all that was leading up. I was like, all right, this is getting interesting. Um, I wrote down, this is another t- instance where he's like, sometimes he's strong, sometimes he's just a guy, you know, because it's the chains thing again. We've already talked about it, I guess. Yeah. Which, I, that's why I was like, those chains look vis- like noticeably thicker than the chains yeah. they'd used in the it's past. Really fair enough. But they do have a, a mechanism where you can kind of just loop it off. We don't do that, okay? That's fine. That's too easy for him. That's true. So there's some fighting. They release the. I really like that the leader guy is just kind of like slumped down. He's like, "This is not going away." We're release the other people. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "No, you're having said fun." It's just like a. You're supposed to be like release the kraken, like release the second ape. He's like, "Really? I don't know." 
get yeah. one out there. My day's ruined. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, all right, whatever. But here's the thing. So John Carter is a strong boy. He beats up the apes. I don't remember how. He does jumpies. Great. Yeah. Fine. Then John Carter's like, all right, I want to challenge you for the throne. One tusk, one yeah. chin horn, one horn. Yeah. And he's like, who will pledge your steel to mine? That's it. You know, they've done that before in the past. And everyone's like, woo, we like jump man. And so they're going to do the fight. And I was ready. I was like, this is going to be the coolest fight of the movie. <laughs> they jump up like anime style, you know, where they both jump up. And John Carter murks this dude. One ball. I was like, that is, that was way too quick. I was mad about it. I was like, you're going to build up this whole scene to this. And then it's just kind of over. Even Bailey was like, what is this? <laughs> she said, that. here's how this scene went. John Carter jumps up, slices the scene in half, and it's over. And she's like, what is this? Then it cuts to the princess in her dress. And she's like, oh, it's shiny. <laughs> That's literally back to back. What is this? Oh, it's shiny. That's what it is. <laughs> so You've like, described what it is. It's the bad dude. He deposed, he killed Willem Dafoe. In he didn't effect, kill him. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. Know? He beat him up. He sentenced him to his death. And we're just, just like that? It yeah. should have been the climax of the scene. Instead, I, I didn't quite get the payoff one from the white apes. And then that wasn't that good. It's like it was the, actually, actually bad. Because <laughs> it was just like, oh, he's dead. Here's what I hated about it was I think they made the, in the jump scene, the sword was just a little too heavy. Mm-hmm. for what's what's the actor's name john carter to whip it up real fast oh yeah so he was just kind of like eh, like weak wrist <laughs> flicking it and it was like this is first of all, it looks like if you had hit him you would have smacked him on like the shoulder with the flat of and the it would have made us like a fish slap sound <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah no it, it i was so mad i was like how are you we're in a death pit. We're in mortal combat. Okay. This is a Coliseum style gladiator fight to the death. And you're going to do a one swipe yeah. death blow? What I think would have been better. Let me pitch this to you. Pitch it. You do the same thing. They jump up the whooshing. They both land. Right? Yeah. And then he turns around and his other tusk. Oh. His one tusk is now gone. Nice. And then they do like a, a fight. A little fight. Yeah. It doesn't have to be long. Doesn't it's have to be a crazy big fight, but we gotta have some struggle here. He's he is he deposed Willem Dafoe. Yeah. He's leading the Thark. He's not a pushover. Yeah. So I think you're right. But John Carter's so strong. Yeah. So John Carter gets everyone. He's like, hey, we're gonna go to Helium. We gotta all band together. We gotta go stop this wedding or something. I'm whipped. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's his. Pitch. Well, they're going to Zodanga. Zodanga. They show up at Zodanga and they're like, no one's there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you went to the wrong wrong place. He gets a smack on the head. I was like, wasn't Zodanga, isn't Zodanga a moving city? And didn't wasn't Zodanga at Helium? No. All right. Here's Fine. the thing. If my wife wants to know one fact about it, mm-hmm. was the smack in the original book? That's all she needs It's such to a know. throwaway joke that it's like, <laughs> I want to say it was because that's the other thing. Just, when, when that happened, I was like, "So what?" The, we just went through a thirty-minute sequence of him fighting the ape, deposing the leader, doing the thing. So the army was useless <laughs> because I don't know how far Helium is from Zadanga. So I was like, 
we just spent a lot of time building up to him having control of this army. <laughs> but they do catch up to him. Yeah. So it's fine. But the Thark don't fly. Oh, that's the thing. Is they're going to take thing Thark and fly? Except for then they do. Yeah. And they had a good time. They don't fly except for when they need to. Yeah. Then they do fly. Yeah, John Thark's out here breaking all the rules. That's not how they oh, do Oh, what it. does she say? Okay, that's the other thing. Because Lady pops in. One of the Tharks pops in, like crushes a bad guy or something, and is like, it is good to fly. And then like it cuts away right away. I was like, wait. Yeah, you planned for a bit, and then you rushed the line so quickly. She's like, "It is good to fly." And like, next thing is like, "What are we doing here?" Yeah, she's on like one of her little what scooters. Are we doing here? You're gonna have yeah. a bit. Give it a nice one second or two. You can't just like fling it in there. Fine. Okay, so that happens. I don't know what this is about. Um, Tell me. Tell me the thing. This is, oh. Read it. Tell me. Someone throws the medallion away. If he, he hucks it after the battle. He yeets the medallion. Oh, okay. So the battle is won, right? And John Carter's like, we did it. We stopped the naughty boy. I'm the good boy. Princess lady, you mar- do me right here. Let's do this marriage thing and let's do it. No, but for, do. Let, me, let, me say, let me say this, right? What? They have established that there is Mark Strong plus others. Yes. But it's just Mark Strong morphing into like 15 different people during the fight. Yeah. So they're like, he could be anybody. Anybody. Yeah. And he always picks the most conspicuous person to be. <laughs> and it's like, dude, just be a dude yeah. and jump off the cliff. Yeah. Okay. Like, just run up. Yoink that medallion and teleport away. Oh, yeah. All right. Don't be like, give it to me as John Carter. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, just go and take it. I agree. What are you doing? I agree. I did think, yeah. So they win the bot battle and he's like, let's get married right now. They get married right away. Right away. Like sippy sippy. They sip the cup. They do the sippies on the cup, the moon they cup. Sip, they sip the sacred mo- moon they juice. Sip the sacred moon juice. <laughs> um, and John Carter's like, don't need this anymore. He gets rid of the medallion or something. Yeah, after he can't sleep, he throws it. He oh, because he's like, junk. I'm staying here. I'm John Carter Mars now. Yeah. I got I got a Martian wife. Just like okay? I'm Lawrence of Arabia now. This is me. This is me now, is what he says. And he throws it off the balcony. And then Mark Strong's like, oh, lol. <laughs> and he's like, sends him back to Earth, right? Yeah. I was, I was like, bruh. John Carter, you had one lesson to learn, and it was at the very beginning. You're first sent to Mars, and you don't grab the medallion. Then you need the medallion the whole time. You get the medallion, and then you get rid of the medallion? (laughs) That was your lesson. There was one lesson for you to learn. I guess two. Number one, don't care about anybody. Just pick a lane, okay? Or do care about it. Just pick a lane, all right? Which I guess he figures out, right? He decides, I'm going to care. I'm whipped by Martian lady. Yeah. Second lesson. Keep the medallion. It is very precious. Yeah. Immediately gets rid of it. Immediately gets sent back to Earth. Here's the thing. Tell me the thing. I'm not digging the Martian lady. I'm not digging John Carter too much. Like, they're at least in terms of their chemistry. I'm oh, like, okay. this is fine. Whatever. It's not great. By the end, I think I had bought into John Carter. At the beginning of this movie, I didn't like him. I didn't like the actor. I didn't like the character. Yeah. By the end of the movie, I was like, you know what, John Carter? You're pretty cool, all right? You won me over. 
I think you figured out your character a little bit. I think you're acting a little bit better. This is good. But then they kick him right back into Earth and he has no way to return. And that one is when I was like, oh, this is cool source material. This is a cool twist. But here's the problem. Here's my problem. Give me the problem. We get back to Earth, and now we're in a mad dash to finish the movie. And that's what I didn't like about it. Is I was like, you know what? We had the Mars adventure, and now we're back on Earth somehow. I'm like, well, how is he going to get back? Is he going to be able to get back? What happens now? Mm-hmm. But they just push through it so fast. Like, it's like five minutes until we get to when he gets sent back to Earth with no way to get back and the end of the movie. And I think it felt super rushed and it didn't work. Do you agree? Yeah, but also, I mean, like, him being like, I searched the world and then I found it and then I went back to Mars. And they probably have already murdered me in the time it's taken you to read this story. Mm-hmm. And then they do that and he's like, cool, got it. Thanks for bringing it to me. I'm going to peace out. Do some stuff with your life. Don't just protect me for the rest of your life, but protect me. Don't let me die. But don't just do that. <laughs> do other stuff. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. And it's over and it's like, I get it was fast. It felt rushed. It felt unnecessary. It felt like you didn't need the part where he's like, psych, I didn't have the medallion. I agree. Or you only needed that part. I agree. Okay. I really like the idea of the twist, yeah. but you really would have had to work in because it really does push where it's just like, all right, so I, I got rich on gold and I did this and I searched over for it and I got people to see it, found that I'm here, I'm in the thing. Like you said, the nephew's reading the journal and it's like, all right, they may have already found out. So you got to, I was like, nephew, you're dumb. <laughs> like you fell for, you fell for the bluff immediately. You're like, well, I got to rush and open up the thing and not check to see if anyone's watching me. He was bad at it, but I know that was the point. Yeah. Daryl from Spy Kids, you're gullible. And anyway, the whole thing is John Carter is like, I didn't have a medallion. I just wanted one of Mark Strong's people to go try and get you so I could shoot him, take my medallion. So that's how that first. Which he knew that guy was following him. He could have shot that guy and taken his medallion at any point. I don't know, man. He could have just whipped around real fast and be like, oh, bang. I thought it was an injury. Or paid Kevin. Uh-huh. to shoot the guy he's like hey this is creepy dude in a suit he's gonna co- i'm gonna go around this corner he's gonna follow me around the corner when you see the guy go around the corner that's the guy you need to shoot yeah <laughs> could have had the medallion nine and a half years ago yeah. i love the idea of the twist i have some logistics questions all right at one point they're like oh i'm john carter i'm not really on mars i'm a carbon copy of myself on mars they say that right yeah a telegraph the okay. height of technology. So he needed to be alive on Mars so that he could be alive on Earth so he could stay alive on Mars? I think if they destroy his... I think the whole thing was like if they destroy his body. Again, this is stuff that's like... This is the kind of thing that's brought about and revealed probably six books into the series. Yeah. And, okay. That just doesn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> so yeah what here's my other problem with this so they finally like oh, he's gonna make it back to mars i'm finally invested in their relationship let's see did she wait for him did she run off with some other hoe because that's what i thought was gonna happen they don't even show their reunion they're just like made it back to john carter mars roll titles cool huh it's like no i finally cared about the romance get them back together i just wanted to see them 
reunite. Yeah. Some of the things they chose to spend time on and didn't made me mad. And that was yeah. one of them. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Even ba- oh, Bailey said, I'm mad about that <laughs> at the end of the credits. That's what I thought. And here's, here's the thing I read in the. You tell me if this is true. But I think in the book, what happens is he sort of has like an out of body experience in the cave at the beginning of the movie and like a reaches for Mars. And that's how he gets to Mars. It's not like I held him down and got transported. It was like, oh, I ethereally transported to Mars. Yeah. Which the medallions aren't a thing, I think. Yeah. In so in book. the book, does he get sent back to Earth and has to go back? I read the first little bit of it, man. I don't know. I just I don't want to have to read the book to know, but I have to know. I want to okay. So anyway, that's fine. Now let's talk about the production of this movie. Give it to me. Okay. You you saw a little bit about the director. I'm sad I'm gonna blow your mind with this fact, but I will share it for the, the listeners no, at home. I will say I've I've seen this fact, it blows my mind every time. Andrew Stanton was a director. Okay. He also directed Wall-E and Finding Nemo. He's a Pixar guy. Yeah. Academy Award winning director, right? Movies he's done have won Academy Awards. Disney was like, hey, you want to do this live action, live action movie of this book that you loved? And he's like, yes, always, of course, I would love to. Like, awesome. Do you want to have complete directorial control? <coughs> yes, I would love that. Great. Do you also want to have control over all of marketing? Yes, I would love that. Do you want your own like production team of other people that have only ever done animated movies? Yes, I would love that. And this is where the disaster starts. <laughs> okay. I will note. Andrew Stanton has not done another live action movie since this one. <laughs> yeah. But he has directed Finding Dory, which yeah. is pretty good. And he's directed some of my favorite TV shows. Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. Stranger Things, oh. and Legion, oh. which is excellent. I've only seen the first season, but it's excellent. Super good. So he knows how to make good things. And he has since learned how to make really good live action stuff. He's just done it in TV. Yeah. (laughs) This was just the disaster in the middle of his career. So part of the problem was that, you know, they gave the studios only done animated stuff, a live action movie, which is not the end of the world, but it really seemed like he was like, I was working with my people and we were all from animation and none of us had ever done live action. And he's even like, at one point we were like, is it just me? Or do we know how to do a live action even better than the live action guys? <laughs> you know, like, it's like I had that thought. And he talks about how he's like, oh, I, I was just mad with power, I guess. Because um, part of the problem with this movie, too, why it didn't do well, is that it was not marketed well. Because they were yeah. like, all right, here's the thing. And normally, I don't always agree with marketing for movies because, you know, they kind of mess things up. They send it to the wrong audience. I was just amazed that they were like, oh, you're good at directing movies. <laughs> Do all the marketing, make all the marketing decisions too. Because they were like, all right, what should we call it? Princess from Mars is the name of the book. There's like this cult of fans that love the book. It's a beloved book. Should we name it that? And he's like, well, I don't know. Are people going to like that? Probably not. And plus there's like this Hollywood thing where it's like, ah, movies with the name Mars in it don't do well in the box office. Remember Mars Needs Moms from like a year ago? <laughs> that was like the <laughs> biggest Disney blunder until... Today, when they released John Carter, it's like, Celeste's not call it that. I'm like, oh, 
about John Carter of Mars? Because the movie about Mars, and you know, it's about a guy named John Carter. Well, that's okay, it still has Mars in the title. We'll just call it John Carter. <laughs> that yeah. sort of explains the plot, right? It's like, oh no, people who read the book are like not gonna be happy because they're like, oh wait, I don't even know why you're not gonna call it a princess on Mars. And now people who don't know what it is have no idea what it is at all. So that was a problem. That was part of the problem. Um yeah, so I mean that's I mean that's the gist of kind of like what happened with it. Where like, okay, this guy didn't quite know what he was doing with live action. Had way too much on his plate. What would you call the movie? I thought about this. Okay. A princess, a princess on Mars, or princess of Mars. I think. I think it's a princess of Mars. Princess of Mars. I got it right here somewhere. I may have just done that. I mean, you can also you could add a tagline too, right? Like it could have been John Carter colon a princess from Mars or a princess from Mars a John Carter story. You know what I'm saying? Something like if you were really trying to sell the John Carter sequels, maybe you could have done that. I would have just kept the book title. A Princess of Mars. Yeah. yeah. I know it's not the best, but like at least you're keeping the fan base of the books and you're saying, hey, well, we're gonna be keep true to the source material. Because yeah. at the end of the get at the end of the day, you're gonna need to make concessions. But if you're making this based on how good the source material is, you gotta stick to that at some point, right? Yeah. Which they didn't do. Yeah. I don't know, what would you have called it? Well, the only thing, like, I, my knee jerk would have been just keep the book title. Because like you said, there's such a a strong base there already of people who are going to go see it just based on the title. If you go with the book title. Yeah. Because at the time this movie came out, the book had been out for 100 years. Right. So there's, like, people whose great-grandparents introduced them to the book. Kind yeah. Of like, like, several generations of fans for this. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. It's like you could when you're making the trailer, you're like based on the beloved sci fi novel. Yeah. Which they didn't do. I remember which they didn't do. Yeah. Or that was part of the problem. The only other thing I would have done is maybe if you call it Barsoom, but then it sounds like it's a foreign film. Right. Yeah. I think that was the other part of the problem. I think they were like, we didn't have a lot of the stuff done to put the right things in the trailer. Or I think, too, they were like. I think the director was like seeing some of the trailers. He's like, I don't want those shots in the trailer. And so he pulled a bunch of stuff out of the trailer. So the trailer was like too vague. And I think like, oh, by the final trailer, we had like the right things in there, but it was kind of too late. <laughs> like we kind of missed the window to get people excited about the movie. Yeah. So just like Andrew, you know, where normally I would say, oh, please let the director, you know, have some feedback about the trailer. In this instance, he made all, he did get to do that and made all the wrong decisions. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, he's not the marketing guy. Because if you think about the movies he's done, he's done A Bug's Life, um, Finding Nemo, Wally. He's always had the goodwill of Pixar, where it's like Pixar is this machine. They at that point, Pixar had not missed yet. They had not made a bad movie. Yeah. Leading up to Wall, like they were still in like, we're doing great. <laughs> we haven't had anything bad come out. So it's just like anytime there's a Pixar movie, everyone's gonna go see it because there's already been two, three, four, five good Pixar movies. Are you insinuating that there has been a bad Pixar movie? Yeah, Brave. How There's been you? a couple. I haven't seen The Good Dinosaur. I've heard that was just okay. Yeah, I would say that's the only one that's got a fuck. Brave is beloved by a lot of people. and They're wrong, most, though. It's but most good. importantly, children love it. That's fine. That's fine for an animated movie. That's fine for DreamWorks. We're talking Pixar. Yeah. But Brave is... A lot of Cars people like just Brave. Okay. A lot of people also like cars. I'm saying I didn't like Brave. Yeah, I was saying I think you, they missed on you, but 
I think as far as I enjoyed cars at the time. I don't enjoy it as much now. I don't know. I think also cars too ruined cars for me. They they went hard on cars. There's so many. They got planes now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw one of those. I had some nephews that were super into the cars averse. So like all the plane stuff, they were all the whole verse, you know. So okay. Anyway, this movie, see, you know, you hear about like development hell where it's like a movie where like we would love to make this and it just never had like dune has always been one of those movies where like ads princess bride is one of those movies like okay you're never gonna make a good movie out of this and everyone's like i want to do it i want to do it i want to do it this movie may set the record because i think it's spent they said it spent like 70 or 79 years in development hell because this movie they they considered making it in the 30s and which is only what 20 years after the book came out yeah and it was going to be the first animated movie feature film it was gonna it was originally gonna come out before snow white did so it was gonna be the first feature length animated movie and then that didn't happen in the 50s harry ray harryhausen the guy who did like clash of titans the originals all those yeah he was like i want to do like a uh claymation version of it where you know he does like all the action is claymation and there's live act you know one of the he was gonna do a harryhausen version of this which would have been super cool yeah um and it, so it bounced around like that for years and years and years and then finally it got made um i think the rights bounced around here and there too so disney like got the rights back in the late 90s or early 2000s and that's when it was like hey understand let's peg you to this while they were filming they did a lot of filming on the utah desert mm-hmm. um they found a 60 foot seropod like dinosaur bones while filming and like archaeological societies came in and like took it over and stuff so that's kind of cool I don't know what a seropod is, but it's 60 feet long. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, there you go. I was, okay. I was confused about something. This is a little bit back on the plot. So Brian Cranston is in the cave with John Carter. And John Carter gets transported to Barsoom. And then at the end of the movie, John Carter gets sent back to his, back to his body in the cave. Yeah. And Brian Cranston is a skeleton. How much time has passed? That's what I think. So this is why I was thinking why like that maybe something if he does get sent back. So this is all if it's in the book or even if it's not. So whoever came up with the idea of that, uh-huh. this is my thought on their thinking. Time <laughs> passes faster on Earth mm. than on Mars in this link thing. So, oh, so all the been... time he spent trying to get back to Mars would only have been... Yeah. A little while. Yeah. Interesting. Because it takes a while for a human body to go from alive to a skeleton. That's what we were talking about. We were like, that is pretty far. And Baylor's like, well, what if like scavengers got it? Like, you know, vultures or something like really picked it clean? Like maybe. But also he wouldn't be just sitting there like that. Right. Right. He'd just be sitting there looking at him. Yeah. You can tell that guy died. <laughs> Brian Cranston died looking at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Some more trivia. Marsh Princess Lady. What's her name? What's her character name? Her character name? Oh, gosh. I was looking up Seropod. Give me a second. Princess. Well, we're talking about a Seropod, though. What is it? It's, a, it's like a long neck dinosaur. Nice. You know, you know like those dinosaurs? Yeah. All right. Um, Deja Thoris. I'm going to call her Princess Lady. <laughs> Princess Lady. She has all, like, the Marsy tattoos on her. Yeah. In some shots, you can actually see they did like a hidden Mickey Mouse tattoo in that pattern somewhere. Just like a guess nice. Disney, you would. Right on her boob or something. 
Nice. <laughs> so I also read this. In the book, the natives are nude. Oh. Now, now here's my question. <laughs> Which ones are the natives? Is that Thark or the people? Probably Tharks, right? Okay. How did the people get there? Magnets. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I'm not going to read all 11 books in the series, but I was very confused. Well, I think they're that. both natives. Here's the thing. In the books, from the little bit I read of the plot thing yeah. there, there's the green natives, which are the Thark. Yeah. And the red natives, which are the yeah. people. Yeah, okay. Fine. Whatever. So I think they're just, they look more human, but I don't know if they're supposed to look fully human. Yeah, that's fine. So... Here's another thing Andrew Stanton kind of messed up. He did the thing that we all do. We're like, you know what? We need a fresh face. Like, all right. I don't want to have, I got a $250 million budget. I don't want to have some big name movie star that's going to draw in a crowd. I want a no-name nobody to be John Carter and the princess. And I think that's the other mistake he made. Yeah. It's like, I think that's a great idea if your movie is like $50 million to $100 million budget. Where you're like, look, this isn't a crazy big budget. We want to, it just, it didn't make any sense for me. I'm, I'm thinking back to the other like successful Disney live action things. And it's like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, Kieran Knight was already around and Johnny Depp was well known. And um, Orlando Bloom had just done Lord of the Rings. Like, you know, you yeah. could have got someone early career maybe, but instead you pick people that I didn't think were that good for the role and nobody knew. So it's just like, okay, mm -hmm. you didn't, uphold the original book and the original title. You didn't have a good trailer prepared or good marketing strategy. You didn't, all the, the people whose names you might know, Willem Dafoe is an alien. He's not really a crowd drawer, he's a great actor. Mark Strong, good villain guy, not somebody who's gonna draw you in to see a movie. I was like, what was going to get people to come see the movie? Well, that, yeah, I think. A great trailer would have done it, maybe. A big yeah. star would have done it. The right marketing strategy or a good title yeah and just no one knew what it was no one knew who was in it it wasn't drawing on the fact that it's a classic you know book everyone likes yeah it just really seemed like it had a lot of whips where it's like yeah no wonder you didn't have a crowd for this it does seem like you think about how like i'm i'm trying to think about how he approached this film versus how someone like like how Denis is approaching dune yeah where it's like he's like frank herbert is a genius and i'm just trying not to get in his way yeah like i'm trying to take all of his good stuff and put it on the screen how he saw it in his head yeah the best i can mm -hmm. not changing stuff not messing with stuff just yeah do it best and then there's the guys that do it like this where he's like this dude is an idiot I'm the smart one, <laughs> so we're gonna rip all I'm this stuff. I'm finding Dory. Yeah. I can do this. This guy wrote a book like a hundred years ago. Nobody cares about him. He's dead. Yeah, I'm in charge now. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. So that's that is interesting. And oh, another note: they were considering during the development of this movie in the '80s. They were considering doing it. And they're like, let's get Tom Cruise to be in it. Can you imagine instead of Legend, Tom Cruise is like, no, I'm in the Barsoom series. You know. Oh yeah. The whole thing. So that was. You know, we're talking Tom Cruise, John Hamm. Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> you know, these are not names on the same level as far yeah. as like 
oh, this is a bright young star. This is a recognizable name. It's just Taylor, they, he did get a lot of like those big budget action movie roles right around this time, though. So I think he was someone who's well known in Hollywood, but not like people like he's not audiences didn't care, but directors yeah. and casting liked him. I didn't and think I he think, was great, though. Here's what I think. I think he's a great person for if you need someone to be like if you need a generic white dude like if i was making like a D movie you know where they're like let's take a classic one of these classic stories that they've written and let's make a movie out of it and i was like i need a fighter taylor yeah you're my fighter because you can be like you're just a classic generic white guy and you can nail some funny lines but you're not you're not going to go too hard on yeah. anything but you're just going to say your line and be done with it. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. That's what he's best known for. Yeah. So like he started Friday Night Lights in the original series. Okay. Got it. So. Yeah. That's why I think he excels at. So I thought towards the end of the film, I was like, I think he's he's into it. Now. I'm into it now. He's doing better. But yeah, towards the beginning. By the end, the beginning, I just, I didn't know enough about him. And I was just like, what are you trying to do? Why is your voice so gruff? You're like too scrawny of a dude. To like have the big gruff voice you know what i'm saying yeah not that he's like i mean he's built he's got not built but he's he's got a little definition he's like a strong dude where they're like oh he was a cavalryman he you know but yeah. it just it wasn't wasn't playing the way it needed to it's the kind of thing like if you were making this movie now you would put like you cast like wonder woman as like the princess yeah right? Gal, Gal you, Gad, Gad, I learned how to say her name. Tell me what you Gal learned. Gadot. That's what I've heard too. Because we, we've been it. doing Gal Gadot. Yeah. I and I just saw someone recently. It's Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. And then some people are who are wrong will say Gal Gadot, but if you hear her say her name, she always has the T. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, cast her as like the princess, and then you you know get like one of the white superhero guys is yeah i mean it would it would be like chris evans or um chris hemsworth get a or, british guy or not it would be a chris yeah a chris <laughs> you would get I chris mean, pratt would be good at it pratt would have been he good could nail even it. pine i think pine would have been good too yeah pine or pratt that's who i would go with one of the pine p's one of the cps yeah <laughs> i go with one of them because they could nail the the southern charm right i think although it would be funny to see uh chris hemsworth try to do the southern Mm. the slight southern accent and all that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know if you know this he's australian yeah 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 i've seen that uh tiffany made me recently watch the what's that what's that movie with robert wilson in it that's about the love there she's stuck in a rom-com and there's Liam Hemsworth. In oh it. yeah, uh, isn't it romantic? That's like yeah. I really like that movie. Yeah, but it's him switching between like he switches between American and Australian. Oh, between like the the reality and then like the romantic comedy version. Yeah. You know when it kind of swaps those realities. Yeah, and the re- the reality he's American, right? And he's he's just like I'm not Australian. That's that'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's like you are Australian. Oh man, um, you know. So, I mean, that's that's John Carter. I'm so sad. And like I said, Legion 
is a great TV show. People love Better Call Saul. I've only seen a few episodes. I do intend to watch it one day. And uh, I mean, Stranger Things is great. I love Stranger Things. And it's not even like, oh, he did a couple episodes. I think he's directed almost every episode of Legion. He's directed like 50 episodes of Better Call Saul. I think he's done most, if not all, of Stranger Things. So it's just like, bro. Yeah. This guy knows what he's doing now. Just is anyone going to give him a big budget movie again for live action? I the only thing is TV and movie like movies big budget feature like movies are such a different beast than a TV episode nothing has accentuated this more to me or it's shown the case this more to me than do you ever see the movie Skyline no it's the only movie I have started and never finished wait is that the one with the rock no okay um the it's one sci-fi alien one yeah where they like aliens blue light steals your soul or something okay point is the director like every single person from all the actors to everybody involved in it they're all people who were tv people oh yeah and it's it's atrociously bad yeah it's like they're like it's like they plan everything in 30 minute segments yeah and they have no they get to the end of it and they're like we had we had no plan after this yeah i mean I, i get that but what i'm saying is like Andrew Stanton's doing like movie quality. He's doing premiere TV. Legion, yeah. great. Better Call Saul. People say it's as good, if not better, than Breaking Bad. Yeah, Change of Things, like that one. widely beloved. It's like one of the best Netflix shows. As far yeah. as the ones I've seen, like I, I think it's like held up its quality really well. Yeah. And so, and those are very different vibes. You know, Legion is like a super, like a gritty, more real life kind of superhero movie, but it's like psychedelic at times. Stranger Things is like, oh, all 80s. Capture the E.T. vibe, you know. Yeah. Channel that together. Better Carl Saul is like, okay, can we make like a slightly more lighthearted version of Breaking Bad? And he did it. Like He's adapted those things. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I bet he could do it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> now. Yeah. I'm he, Probably. I'm thinking, I think that's probably what people are thinking. It's like, they're different. So you're good at one and bad at the others. Yeah. Probably what everybody has in their mind. When really it's just like, he needed an assistant director or producers that were live action people instead needed- of just saying, hey, you're in charge of everything. Yeah. This is your first time doing live action. Made, I mean, not even like a big budget, like the biggest the budgets get. Yeah. And he needed like everything. He needed that EP to come in when he's like going nuts and be like, stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop. What you're pull doing. it back. Pull it back. Change the casting. Let me take over marketing. You focus on on shooting. You know, yeah. like something like that. Who worked? Okay, I guess my last question for this one would be like, who worked on this script? Everybody, because I think it was one of those. I had a few names. So Andrew Stanton has his name attached on here. That's just Andrew Stanton, Mark Andrews, Michael Sh- Chapin, Shaban. Yeah. Chobani, okay, uh, basically, and then the guy who wrote the book, of course, yeah, for source material. So that, that second to last name, that was just some guy delivering yogurt to the set. And he's just like, I think you should do no this. No way, I don't it's know. the same writer for Brave. I do not like. Also, I verified this. None, all those are rated well, what? so it's really just you that has a problem. Brave with is it. bad, <laughs> but it's it's rated above. Brave average. has a sixty nine on Metacritic. So all for fresh. Pixar, that's a little low. Yeah. That's all I'm that's all I'm saying. This guy wrote one episode of Powerpuff Girls. What is Shrek? Five for? episodes of Stop. Yeah. Samurai Jack. Jack Jack Attack. John Carter, Brave. 
Circle of Stone, which is a short. So he's not a great writer. He's not like making. How his dare money you? Off you watch Jack Jack Attack and tell me he's not a great writer. Jack Jack Attack is great. Okay, it's the best. I'm not putting him in charge of a two and a half hour sci-fi movie. Is what I would. I'm saying. I won't. I'll I let him write it. a short. If somebody came to me and they're like, "Hey, I did Jack Jack Attack," I'd be like, "Here's a billion dollars. Do whatever." Stop. Okay. The other writer, the third writer. Here's what he's doing. He did Star Trek Picard. Okay. Which is apparently very good. Yeah. A lot of TV, The Mysteries of Pittsburgh, Spider-Man 2, Screen Story. So he's written a couple novels that have been adapted. This is one of the only screenplays he actually ever did. Because that one he's credited as a director for Picard. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. It's a weird, it's kind of a hodgepodge writing team. Yeah. Kind of all over the place. So, I don't know. I was, I'm surprised by this movie. Just that, like, are they? I mean, as long as has only written animated stuff, he wrote basically every other Pixar movie for the last 10 years and John Carter. So, like you said, I, I think it came a lot of from this is Pixar at its peak, probably. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, this is the guy that's in charge, been in charge of the last like. The last couple really good Pixar movies. Yeah. And Disney was like, all right, you can do no wrong. And this is the movie that taught them, okay, you can do some wrong. Right. So maybe we don't do this. If he, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we don't just let you guys loose on a f- couple hundred million. And they have never done that since. Yeah. <laughs> and if you look at if you look at Marvel, it's like Edgar Wright, who is a guy who can do great live action movies, things based on comic books, yada yada yada. Edgar Wright. But but it has with them doing Ant Man and he left halfway through, yeah. which is a shame because it's like well you can trust Edgar Wright for a live action piece way more than Andrew Stanton. I don't yeah. know if I trust Edgar Wright doing animated stuff, based on the lessons we learned from John Carter. But you know it's kind of a shame where you're like gosh they gave this guy the blank check they gave him the directorial control and they've regretted it ever since. But okay yeah. what happened with Lone Ranger then? Well, Lone this, Ranger. This was the same Lone Ranger was the same story right? Yeah budget to income or budget to box office wise very very similar like they barely made it his whole budget back wondering so, it was like one year after this that's what i'm saying like i think they had two or three flops in a row and they're like okay we need to have a lot more cre- like we need our creative staff to have more direct control over these movies because these guys are messing it up the guy who made lone ranger <clears throat> his top four credits are rango which is good which I've heard is good. Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one. Pretty good. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. So he's done a couple parts. Which is good. And the 2016 movie, A Cure for Wellness, which is like a trippy, psychedelic oh. indie movie. Yeah, it's like a psychological horror or yeah, something. Yeah, I like wanted to watch graphic. it so bad. Yeah. I still haven't seen I haven't got taken the time to watch it yet, but um, it yeah. does look like one I want to see. It's, it's intense. So <laughs> this guy's all over the place. Directed the Weatherman with Nick Cage. Oh, did he direct the Ring? Man's everywhere. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. He directed the movie Mouse Hunt, nineteen ninety seven. I've always, whenever I see those kinds of directors, I always feel like they're guys who are really good at not messing with the script too much. That's why they're all over the place because yeah. they're just good at executing on what they're given from a script right so if you give them a good script it's gonna be a great movie if you give them a bad script it's gonna be a bad movie 
Like they're not going right. to save a bad movie, but they're not going to bring down a good movie. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a hard, a hard thing. Cause Lone Ranger, I saw it once and I didn't pay attention to it very much. It just kind of seemed like a boring movie, not like a really bad or poorly made yeah. movie. It was just kind of like, this is the Lone Ranger. You guys should have done something. Yeah. Different. Well, they cast it better because it, well, Army Hammer was the Lone Ranger, which yeah. is a great choice. Yeah. Johnny Depp was Tonto. Tonto, which is a very questionable choice. Very questionable. Questionable because Johnny Depp is not Native American, yes. but good because Johnny Depp was great in Pirates of the Caribbean. So you're, it's one of those things you're like, well, you made a mistake, but I see why you thought maybe it could have worked. Here's what's really cool about the guy who directed <laughs> Rango. All right. Give it to me. Won an Oscar, best animated feature film, Rango. Yeah. Okay. Two years later, he won a Razzie for Worst Director, The Lone Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> the highest of highs think, and the lowest of lows. I think the, rain, the Lone Ranger, it might have been beaten out by now, but I think at the time it had, it got the record for the most Razzie wins in a year. Really? I think so, because I think he got like Worst Director. I'm pretty sure Johnny Depp got Worst Supporting Actor. Right. I mean, and like Worst yeah. Writing. And, and in terms of flops, like some of the most famous flops include like Waterworld is a classic one, where it's like classic. enormous budget, did not make any money back and was not considered very good. Yeah. Um, John Carter's one. And the other I know in recent history is The Lone Ranger. Yeah. So, the other one. Are the, so two of Disney and then, because the other one's Universal, isn't it? Waterworld's Universal. Yeah. I mean, that was, I don't remember it water world but yeah because it's got the the that's the big show at universal mm-hmm. which i think there was a whole thing where i think they said they made their money back on the movie off of the ride <laughs> off of the show it's <laughs> funny but um and but the i think there's a documentary i wish i could remember it about like how the show came out came to uh-huh. be because they're like we have this set and we made negative millions of dollars on this movie right we have to make it profitable let's make a show out of it Mm -hmm. so they like that's how it like started yeah so it is interesting like there's a whole documentary about it but wow we gotta we gotta do the real thing cody here all right we gotta do the real important is it it time for the machine it's on the machine well unless you had more stuff no i was just gonna say is it time to revisit Pacific Rim, or are you gonna? We gonna wait till that pops up again? It's on. It's gonna pop up again. All right. Okay. It's on there. I'm fine with Uh, that. If I let me make sure that this is because I recently went through and uh, checked out the machine to make sure everything was all gravy in it. Oh yeah. Um, I do think I'm ready for you to make a machine for the Cody movies. (gasps) With one exception, I there's one we have to watch next. Oh okay. But after that, I'm ready. I'm ready for the machine. All right. Are you ready to do the thing? Do the thing. No. Is it? Stop. What is it? Is it Pacific Rim 2? No. What? The next movie. It doesn't even fade in the box. It's too long. Tell me. Yu-Gi-Oh! The movie (laughs) colon Pyramid of Light. (laughs) Which was one of the movies that I sat there and stared at like a list of 30 movies and this one out over the other 30. I'm glad it was going to be a time warp for me, man. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. We've did got, go, uh, did you go see it in theaters? No, I did not see the Yu-Gi-Oh movie. 
I have not seen it, I don't think, since I saw it in theaters. So oh it's going to be real fun. But I remember it being amazing. I think the last, the last one, I did see the Digimon movie in theaters. Yes, and I think I saw the first Pokemon movie in theaters. But I did not see the Yu-Gi-Oh! movie in theaters. I'm going to go through my cards. I'm going to try to find my Egyptian <sighs> God cards, which are worth a couple Wait, hundred the... dollars a piece. The blue, red, and gold guy. Oh, wow. I had the blue and the red guy. Nice. I, I almost bought the gold guy, but it was like $170. Did I have one of those at one point? I might have had only one of them. I don't remember. I got a Yu-Gi-Oh for a minute or two. Wow. And all my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I can't. Gosh, remember like the absolute awful PlayStation game for Yu-Gi-Oh? It was so bad. That was like a really bad video game for... There's also a really bad game for Digimon on PlayStation I played as well. All right. I Let me tell you. If you had made me guess a thousand times what the next movie in the machine would be, this would never have never. been in. Do you want me to hit you with a couple random just ones from the machine? It's up to you. I mean, this is your machine. Let me let me just let me hit you with some random ones just so you're prepared, you know? I just want you to know because I want you to understand the caliber of things. Okay. Lincoln. The Steven Spielberg movie? Yes. I don't want to watch that again. <laughs> don't make me. Eight and a half. Is that the sequel to Eight Mile? No. No. Hitman, Agent 47. Oh, no. Not Wait, the Timothy this... Oliphant one. The newer one. Oh, gosh. Okay. And then you know Battleship's on there. Oh, my gosh. Eight and a half. What even... How do you spell it? Uh, eight. Look on HBO two? Go or HBO Max. Do you have that app on your phone? I don't know. I'm, I'm, well, I'm I'll show you afterwards. We'll later. go over there. But yeah, I mean, just uh, yeah. All right, I'm making a machine then because I need. Yeah, Pacific Rim Two also. Stop. It's right there. I'm looking at it. Uh, oh, last thing, John Carter. Probably don't watch it. I would say. I would say read the book. Yeah. I would say like... I could make a really good trailer of this movie. I bet. Yeah. It's one of those movies where if you want just kind of a... It's a movie that came it's, out in 2012 that's like a, you know, a generic Disney movie. Like, yeah. It is better. I mean, I've seen Mortal Engines. I've seen Jupiter Setting. I've seen this. They're all kind of similar vibe. I would say this is the best of those three. Oh, yeah, by a long time. I would never watch Jupiter Sending again if I could ever avoid it. Yeah. I probably wouldn't see Mortal Engines again. Yeah, I would. But yeah. I, I mean, of the three, this is the best of those, I guess I would I would say. And it has the best scores. Like, those other two are, like, down, like, the 30s or 40s. This one's, like, a 50 or 60. Where we're like, yeah, it's not awful. Yeah. It's not great. It just has potential. It's a, pop, it's a good popcorn movie, not a good movie. Yeah. You know, like, just yeah. sitting, chilling. Hanging out. I want to listen to the dulcet tones of Willem Dafoe crossing his arms and putting his hands on his hips at the same yeah. time. Like, I guess this yeah. is the one. I will say the fact that they're Pixar people really comes through and how well the effects hold up. The Thark people looked great. The little pit bull guy, uh, when he almost, when he was in trouble that one time, I was like, <gasps> no. I was about, I mean, I was about Trump TV. I yeah. was like, if they, if they kill the best thing about this movie, 
Tiffany told me I have to make one now. I have to, oh, and I was gosh. like, "We're gonna get a, we're gonna get a pit bull and a salamander and just yeah. smush them together." Uh, that was, uh, I'm glad it gave me that. That is something. Yeah. But. So don't watch it, but <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. You can review us, share us, opinion havers. You can also yell at us on Twitter at opinion havers, Facebook at opinion havers, and. On Instagram, at Opinion Havers. <gasps> oh. I have made zero posts. I have done nothing with I don't even know what I could do with it. But you know what? I snagged it. I snagged at Opinion Havers, and I did it for us. I did it for oh, you. I'm so proud of you. I, uh, I canceled the subscription to the that paid social media that I had. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to pay $5 for something no one's going to do. Yeah. So Now we've got Instagram for free yeah. that no one's going to do. Yeah. We'll see. What? Do it. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well. Thanks for listening. Until next time, watch movies and have opinions. What is an Instagram for a podcast? You could post about John Carter. You could post thirsty pictures his of thing. of the abs, his, whatever abs. his name is. He got nominated three times for Hottie of the Year. Did he have a win though? No. That's what I'm saying. He got beat out by. Uh, much more famous guys, not hotter guys, more famous guys. Here's the thing. You're wondering what is the strength? He's Goku. That's what he is. He trained in the heavy gravity. Oh. I see. No pointy hair doesn't count.